0: Hello and welcome to the Political Notebook Podcast. I'm Billy Robb. I'm a high school teacher. And here talking with my dad, Robert Robb, writing on Substack at robertrob.substack.com. And in this episode, I want to talk primarily about Proposition 308, which will be on the ballot in this upcoming midterm election. Probably get into some other immigration-related issues that might impact the elections as well. So Prop 308 would allow Arizona students, uh, regardless of immigration status, to pay in-state tuition at state universities and community colleges. Right now, the DREAMers, these are people who are brought to the United States as young people but are undocumented, have to pay out-of-state tuition much higher rates uh, to attend these state universities and Community colleges and Prop. Through eight would basically uh, equalize the opportunity, as Fred Duvall wrote uh, today in in uh, AZ Central. Duvall pointed out uh, in his opinion piece that uh, 20 states already do this, including our neighbors in New Mexico, and that right now the tuition penalty often causes uh, talented young Arizonans to to leave Arizona uh, to attend uh, other universities or colleges in other states. So so first question here is what are your thoughts on, on Prop uh, 308 and, and what else should our listeners know um, about this
1: initiative? Uh, I, I'm in favor of the initiative. Uh, I think there is one legitimate argument uh, against it, uh, but I don't think it ultimately uh, is persuasive and uh, it um, falls short of Achieving uh, fair treatment of uh, these young adults who, as you said, uh, came to the country as children illegally um, and are not complicit in their um, illegal uh, status. The the legitimate argument is that in-state tuition is subsidized uh, and uh, young adults who aren't here legally uh, can't legally work. And so what's the point of subsidizing an education that can't be put to work? Um, I think that ultimately fails uh, because uh, we don't try to capture the value added of the taxpayer subsidy in most circumstances. Um, A young person can go to one of our um, research universities, get a degree, then leave the state. So we are not capturing Uh, the value of um, the subsidy to create the educated person. It belongs to the person and goes wherever the person goes and won't necessarily be put to use in-state. So we generally treat uh, higher education as a service, um, a chance for those who are residents of the state at a subsidized cost to become a more educated person. And Uh, There's uh, no reason, in my judgment, to deny these young people who, as you mentioned, um, came here illegally uh, as children, aren't complicit in their illegal status uh, from uh, having the same benefit of that service uh, that we provide to uh, any other student. And I think, ultimately, this cadre of DREAMers, will get legal status one way or, the, or another uh, and then they can put that subsidized higher education to use and uh, most of them will probably put it to use in arizona uh, so i think long term it's a, a better proposition for the state uh, and what is most fair to these particular um, students who as i say and you said aren't complicit in their illegal status
0: and the, with, with DACA
1: status, uh, students can work now, correct? Uh, they can, but the court, um, courts have uh, declared the program unconstitutional, and, and I think that is a correct legal conclusion. Uh, and the current status is that there can be no new uh, DACA um, grantees. Uh, the current ones are grandfathered in for now while the appeal of the case takes place, uh, but no additional DACA um, grantees can be added.
0: Yeah, this strikes me, and and I just I just. Uh... This came up in the in the Senate debate too, and it seems like this is a a, a key difference uh, between the Republicans and Democrats right now is is whether there should be a pathway to legalization and and, and a pathway to citizenship for um, for dreamers i mean some some of these young people know no other country except for the United States. They were brought here at a very young age and grew up in in Arizona many of them um would even like to maybe you know join up for the military or or do all kinds of number of jobs that um, you know and and our are, uh, are Americans. Uh, so I I feel like this is a matter of of urgency to sort of to figure it out. I don't. I I guess there's probably no solution politically other than compreh comprehensive immigration reform, right? Because I mean, the, the, there's a, you know, um, it's hard. To, it's hard to imagine a clean Dream Act passing um, without a without an overwhelming majority of, of Democrats in in Congress, which is not, uh, which is not likely. So, what? How do you see the um, the politics of this uh, playing out? Is there any chance that? Uh, in the, in the near future that uh, dreamers could uh, enjoy le- uh, legal and status and, and possibly even the citizenship.
1: I, I believe that a standalone um, legalization bill for dreamers would have a good chance of, of uh, passing. Um, it used to be that Republicans supported that. Uh, supported legal status for DREAMers. Uh, And unfortunately, the DREAMers became a political pond for both parties. Uh, The Republicans uh, held them hostage uh, for broader border security measures. The Democrats held them hostage uh, for a more broad uh, legalization uh, amnesty bill. Um, I don't know that... I think we may ultimately get around a comprehensive immigration reform, but the politics of that are uh, far dicier uh, than a straightforward uh, legal status uh, for uh, for dreamers. Uh, And if Democrats were to put that on the floor, um, let's say in a lame duck session where you've got a large number of moderate moderate Republicans who are not running for re-election, leaving uh, the Senate. I think there's a chance there might be 10 Republicans that would go along with that. And you could have a straight line party vote uh, to overcome the filibuster. um, And you could have a straight line party vote uh, in the house. Uh, I've always felt that we made a mistake uh, in not treating the dreamers as a separate category because the important issue of um, the rule of law, uh, which I think should be overcome in comprehensive immigration reform, but is still a powerful political argument and and a uh, legitimate one, uh, just doesn't apply with respect to this uh, cadre of of dreamers. Uh, They weren't complicit uh, in their violation of immigration law. Um, They have grown up as Americans. Uh, And the law should reflect that. And I think that would be a tough proposition to argue against and vote against. It may be that Republicans would, um, but it used to be that they supported treating this cadre of uh, illegal immigrants differently because their complicity is different. What do you think, um, you know, the, the
0: immigration overall, in the 2020 election is commonly seen as a, as a strength for Republicans. You know, you've, you've even described the border as, as chaos and, and pretty much even Democrats are, are kind of, uh, t- Mike Mark Kelly touted that he has pushed back on Biden for, um, for bad ideas. Uh, Katie Hobbs has made a, a, a border ad commercial. Um, but is, is, is it possible that Republicans are sort of over, overplaying their hand with their with their rhetoric? Um, because I hear things, and it seems like I mean, like like uh, Blake Masters talks about you know zero getting to zero immigration, and 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 Carrie Lake has repeated uh, Donald Trump's infamous. Um, uh, infamous statements kind of demonizing uh, immigrants and, and you listen to their, to their rhetoric. It just sounds, uh, you know, I'm thinking of this and how do you, I'm, I'm thinking, how do you, it sounds like they want to militarize the border and sort of implement sort of like a Joe Arpaio police state. I mean, that's what in my ears, that's what it sounds like. Um, and, and, and so do you think it's possible that, that that's possible that this, that this rhetoric is going to, is going to backfire. One more example is is like the fentanyl thing. I mean, they're not talking about fentanyl as like a as an addiction problem that we need to get people help. They're they're sort of uh, they're sort of just focusing and scapegoating on the on the border issue. So so how do you I mean, how do you hear that is it, you know, for for the moderate voters who are trying to win? Is there any, you know, is this is this fear-based strategy working or is it possible it might backfire?
1: I I think the, the the disorder on the border um is a substantial political advantage to uh Republicans in the short term and for this election. Um but uh, I don't think she uh is um supported by um the uh, electorate uh in the long run and once you get past uh, DISORDER ON THE BORDER. Kerry LAKE, FOR EXAMPLE, HAS CAUSED, CALLED BASICALLY FOR MILITARIZING uh, THE BORDER. SHE, she SAID THAT uh, SHE WANTS TO USE A SECTION OF THE CONSTITUTION THAT ALLOWS STATES TO TAKE INDEPENDENT ACTION TO SUPPRESS REBELLION uh, TO IN ESSENCE TAKE OVER FOR THE FEDERAL GOVERNMENT um, ENFORCING uh, THE BORDER, INCLUDING uh, ENGAGING IN DEPORTATIONS. Um, uh, that, that uh, I don't think, has a legal leg to stand on, uh, and I don't think it reflects where the American people are. Uh, I think if you could reduce the disorder on the border, um, that the American people would be open to legal status for those who are currently here uh, illegal, uh, And... Um, uh, having some kind of ongoing importation of some labor. Uh, We have a shortage of workers in this country. Um, We need to have a more thorough, thoughtful discussion of uh, immigration uh, in ways that it benefits this country um, beyond what we can have in the current climate where you have um, such disorder on the border.
0: Is there any other uh, immigration-related factor? Do you think is going either under undercover, uh, undercovered uh, in the news or under discussed? Um, this is one of maybe. I mean, is it? Um, it's one of maybe two or three top. Top issues that that people that people talk about. I mean, do you think it's the same for for swing for swing voters as it is for Republican voters, or is there any other any other like factor here that you think is being um, overlooked, um, either with Prop 308 or the, the the immigration question in general? Well, I
1: do think that that Democrats are mishandling the issue uh, because they're accepting uh, border security as the only element of it. Um, And and I think that it would be a mistake for a Democrat to deny uh, that uh, we have significant uh, disorder on uh, the southern border and the federal government isn't doing its job. Uh, But uh, you can then move beyond that and to talk about things like uh, treating dreamers uh, fairly, giving them legalization and a path to citizenship the work needs of this country on a going forward basis, uh, the need for uh, immigration reform that provides um, easier and better pathways to legal immigration. Um, but uh, Democrats aren't doing that. Uh, uh, Katie Hobbs uh, has on her website a um position paper on immigration uh, that does all that. But in her ad, she's just marching around the border like every other tough-talking Republican. Well, she's not going to win that argument, Uh, but there is a way to expand the argument beyond that single component. Uh, And I think that uh, that, that would, in terms of swing voters, I have a a chance for appeal and to neutralize to some extent the advantages, the advantage that Republicans have on the issue at present. But Democrats aren't doing that.
0: Yeah, I wish that was more part of the conversation uh, because. It's just uh to me I worry about just the the dehumanization effect that I hear in the in some of this rhetoric and I mean Marjorie Taylor Greene was at the at the at the Trump rally on on Sunday talking about how their our culture is being destroyed. I mean it's just it's just there's got to be some checks on that and it seems like it just seems like um you know, Blake masters rhetoric, even at, even in the, in the debate, it just, it kind of just, uh, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to recognize the, um, you know, the humanity of the, of the situation, uh, and the, and the, and the, um, not only the humanity of the families and the, and the, and the dreamers that are here just trying to make a better life for themselves. And I thought Mark Kelly said it, said it, um, in a, in a, the way he framed the, the issue of dreamers of like, Hey, these are, these are Americans, just like, just like my own, my own kids. And, and our Mark Victor in the, in the debate was like, Hey, we're a nation of immigrants. People, people arrive here. That should be something that we're, that we're proud of, that we have people that want to come here and, and have the opportunities. Um, so, so I just wish, I just wish the, it was a little bit more humane in our, in our discussions. And so, and so it seems like politics these days, especially the way the Republican party is right now, just seems as if anything will, anything will go, just try to stoke as much fear and anger as possible to try to, I don't know, inspire the votes or make it seem like uh, make it seem like Republicans are the only, only, only choice to create quote unquote order. But uh I think the humanity is is being lost and i agree with you that the democrats aren't exactly not 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 all the time so, some candidates are and I, I do i do hear advocacy for that mark kelly emphasized the dreamer issue but it but i i agree there's the other side of the coin that that could be an advantage for democrats
1: well at least neutralize the advantage on immigration that um, the republicans right. now enjoy and 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 kelly didn't really do that. Um, he was mostly on defense about um, border security um, rather than expanding the conversation. And and I think you are right that uh, if the conversation was expanded within the context of conceding the failure of the federal government with respect to border security, uh, you would, for swing voters, have a chance to um, persuade them to pay attention to the alienating rhetoric uh, and excessive policy remedies uh, that uh, Republicans are advocating.
0: All right, well let's let's wrap it up there uh, for today. Uh, thanks very much for listening to the Political Notebook podcast. You can um, read Robert Rob Robert dot uh, I'm writing on on Substack Choy Express dot You can find this podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud um, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks.